Shalom, 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 evening, everybody. Shalom, evening, everybody. Hallelujah. Olabo Shimon Brani Kataya Shabalagada Balagada Balagatasa Perase Caesar Quado Shemelehetis. God bless you. God bless you. Quickly, we want to make a prayer. If you know anybody that has started a business that things are not going well, kindly tell the person to get a bottle of oil and join us. Within a few minutes, we have to be done. It is just a prayer, and I'm going to declare the direction. So please, let's make it quick before um, we start with the teaching. All right. If you have started any business and you are believing God, get the bottle of oil right now 
within a minute we are praying over it no 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 it should be an oil that um an anointing oil let me say it that way it should be an an oil specifically for anointing yeah not any ordinary oil So please get ready. Let me just do it quickly. All right. Anybody, anybody with a bottle of oil right now? Let me know quickly so that I can pray. All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm making a prayer right now. Lift that oil up. Lift it up. Wherever you are standing, just let it be lifted. Mighty God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is the word that you spoke to me about. That we should get a token of oil. That by that you will stand upon. To cause any unfruitfulness upon any business to disappear. I declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Even as your people have lifted this token of oil. I speak to this oil that it loses its natural chemistry and partake upon itself the supernatural power of God to bring fruitfulness and increase. As this oil, oh God, is administered, let there be an angel in charge of this oil that will bring fruitfulness. I speak that this oil is carrying the power to drive out any spirit of unfruitfulness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, unfruitfulness in businesses, I speak to you. You are hereby buried in the name of the Lord Jesus. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I declare, as this oil is administered, let the fruitfulness of God begin to locate that business. Be it transport business, be it any kind of business, I pray. This token of oil carries the power of God to bring increase, to bring fruitfulness, to bring multiplication in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any kind of devourer that is destroying the businesses of your people. Oh Lord mighty God, the other day you declared, you said, bring all the tithe to my storehouse. 
and I would I would I would smite the devourer for your sake. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus, any devourer attacking the blessings of your people that is supposed to come into their hands, even through their businesses, let that devourer fall down. We devour that devourer in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare that this token of oil is carrying the power of God that will destroy that spirit of unfruitfulness and release fruitfulness into that business. I pray in the name of Jesus. Anybody with a shop that sells things, Lord, as this oil is administered, I bring forth customers from the north, south, east, and west. Anybody that has started the transport business, anybody that is shipping things from abroad, even to their nation, anybody that sells food, any kind of business that your people are engaging in, Almighty God, by the talking of this oil, bring fruitfulness in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any spirit assigned to make sure your people don't receive fruitfulness even of their labor, let that spirit fall down and lose its power in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise, even in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So now that is what you are going to do with the oil. If it is not for you um, and it's for any personality, um, if the business actually is like has a physical place where they buy and sell, let the person go and sprinkle some of the oil at that place. Are you listening to me? Good. If the business has a physical place where buying and selling is done, let the person that um, is doing it sprinkle some of the oil at that place. I'm telling you, some strange things are going to happen. Some of you, it won't be long. When they do that, within a few days, you come and testify. So, a set, and because I'm seeing somebody's shop, that a certain black cat is running out of that shop. A certain black cat somebody you you have a shop but the shop is like there's a cat inside the shop but will be a diminished cat no you can come and pass and enter another place as you sprinkle this oil in that place that cat you will find the cat dead in that shop the lord is about to do strange things so please if that business has a physical place where buying and selling is done let them sprinkle um some of the oil at that place and also if it is about you you are shipping things from um any country to ghana before you 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 send the things or you ship the things Try as much as you can to sprinkle some of the oil on the things. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. I didn't say pour the oil on the things. I said sprinkle. So you have to understand what I mean. 
good any kind of business if the person sells rice um the person is at the market that sells things where they sit to sell those things let them sprinkle some of the water there some of the oil there sorry are you getting it if the business is doesn't have any physical place where buying and selling is done but it's like an online business or anything pour the oil in the water that you bath with and bath with that for three days please listen to this carefully because when i'm done we have teaching right after here so i want to make it quick if the business is if the business has a physical place where buying and selling is done sprinkle some of the oil at the place but if the business doesn't have any physical um, place maybe it's an online business or something you can pour some of the oil in the water that you're going to bath with and bath with that water for three days for three days are you following and the god of israel will bring testimonies that will shock you in the mighty name of the lord jesus and listen finally that is what the lord told me if you are not paying tight i beg you start paying your tight That is what the Lord just said. If you are not paying tithe, start paying your tithe. That is one of the main reasons why a lot of our businesses are not flourishing. I will say some things right after here, and you will add it to the knowledge you would have about business. Yes, if it is a car, let the person sprinkle the oil in the car. I remember some, about I think two years or three years ago, my mom's school car was developing problems. And the children, the students were not coming to school because there was no car. And one time I prayed and the Lord told me that let your mother use garlic. So I told my mom, grind garlic mix it with water and sprinkle it in the car one morning the car had gone to bring the students to school and my mom entered the car after the car was packed and she sprinkled some of the um, garlic mixed with water in the car within about five minutes all of a sudden they saw that a snake was coming out of the car that just brought students Within five minutes, I was at lectures when she called me. I think that is about four years ago or so. When she called, I couldn't pick up. So after lectures, I called. He said, son, do you know what just happened? You, what you told me to do, I just did it. Within five minutes, we saw a snake coming out of the... We, the moment the snake touched the ground, they tried to look for the snake. It was nowhere to be found. And that car that was always going to the fitting shop, it looked like something left the car. Strength from nowhere entered the car. It never got spoiled again. Sometimes you might not know what is working against that business. A certain direction, somebody, there is a black cat in your shop. 
And that black cat will always sit in front of the shop. When people are coming to buy things, it will scare them. They are not seeing anything, but they won't even come to buy. But we will kill that black cat as we engage in this direction. The Lord will bring victory in Jesus' precious mighty name. So please, just as I've、um, told us, let us do everything、um, perfectly. And.、Um, The Lord God Almighty will bring us victory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please, if you did not hear anything,、um, right after here, I'm going to upload this session so you can download it and listen to it and then back on the direction. I think that is powerful. All right. God bless you and keep you all strong. Mighty God, we bless you. We honor you. Thank you for such a time as this in your presence in the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed God of Isaac, Jacob, and even Abraham, we have come before thee to learn and to study your word. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever blinds our eyes from beholding the realities of the kingdom, let it be aborted in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray, O mighty one of Israel, that your glory will rest on your people. Even as your word cometh, your word is already anointed. Therefore, let your word come forth with power that it will impart grace into my listeners in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let there be freshness of revelation that will be a great blessing to your people in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever exalts itself above your knowledge, today we declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Let every stronghold, O、oh、God, be broken from the minds of your people and set them free in the name of the Lord Jesus. I ask, O、oh、God, That the light of your word will shine even in the hearts of your people. The Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light, and it giveth understanding even unto the simple. Blessed God, let the light of your word shine even in the hearts of your people, that the eyes of their hearts will be enlightened, that they will know the truth of your word, that they will stand tall. For the word of God says that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Let your people receive freedom and live. Liberty by the avenue of the freedom that your truth giveth in Jesus' precious mighty name. We exalt you, thank you, even for a time as this in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus. It's been a while we met here、um, to. Dispense and to receive the the revelatory knowledge of God. I believe that there is another moment that the Lord is going to cause the eyes of many to be opened, even to know the realities of His kingdom. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Hallelujah. I think the other time we could not finish、um, with the matters of the soul. We will actually continue, but today I want to give just. Two people, just two people, the opportunity to ask any question. Just two people, please. If you don't ask your question quick, once I get the two questions,、um, I will not move forward because I have a lot to talk about this evening. So kindly be snappy and be quick with your question, so that the Lord can be a blessing to us with the answers. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Amen. Two people. I'm giving two people the opportunity to ask any question. 
hey, somebody said, Daddy, please, how do you raise a prayer altar? <laughs> I think my people are seriously in the spirit. Hey, I see. What I want to talk about now is what you are asking. <laughs> and I think my son asked the same question in the afternoon. And、um, that is my teaching. So、um, if I try to answer it, it means nobody would actually have the chance to ask any other question. Somebody said, How do you cancel a divorce? Wow. This is a serious question. I want to、um, understand the question properly,、um, please. Is it that? The marriage has already been divorced, or it is going through a process that will end in divorce. I want to get the question clear so that we know what to do. It is going through a process. Wow, so there are a whole lot of issues going on. Okay, then right now it is not really a divorce, but there is something trying to bring the divorce. Good.、Um, First, it, it must be decoded. You get it? it must, this one is not about question and answer. It said, Divorce summons have been issued. So, have you gone to the court for those things? Wow. Okay, okay. Are you the one that w a n t to cancel it? But is the other party also okay with that? So he actually wants the divorce seriously, right? Okay, don't worry.、Um, this one actually is not about question and answer seriously because it needs much more、um, spiritual investigation and some、um, diagnosis, you know, so that we can actually know what to do. Yeah, because I can't give a word right now that can change the,、um, everything. Because if the other party is ready for divorce, then we need to switch the whole battle from physical and look into the spirit realm and see what is there. So、um, I will surely make time for us to talk, okay? Yeah, I will surely make time for us to talk and we will pray and listen to what the Lord has to say concerning it. Please,、um, am, I, am I making myself clear? No, sis. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Let me pick the last.、Um, let me pick another question. Another question. Any question?
Any other question? Okay. If there is no question, then someone said, How do we break family altars? <laughs> this one is not questions and answers, honestly. I don't know how to explain it for you to understand. Breaking of family altars is not a way, I don't know how to say it. I don't even get my point. I can't just give an answer, say, okay, this. Because it is a practice. It is something you need to engage in. And every altar has a way it must be broken. I'm going to teach on altars. So I'll let you understand all these things. Okay, I just go. Yeah, Leticia. So I will touch on that and um, open things up a little bit. All right. Okay. Oye said, please, in Revelation chapter ten, verse seven, it was stated that the mystery of God would be fulfilled as as He has announced to His servant, the prophet. My question is, the secret of God concealed only to prophets? Is, is the secret of God concealed only to prophet? No, 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 no. Let me, let me just touch on this. The word of God said, The secret of God, the secret of the Lord is made known to them that fear him. The secret of God Is made known to them that fear him so you see if a man fears God that personality is the one that God reveals his secrets to Psalm 25 verse 14 Psalm 25 verse 14 the Bible says that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant he will show them his covenant so you see I made this statement yesterday in church. Um, I think very soon we will start coming live on our Sunday services. It's getting hotter and hotter. Um, I love the questions and answers too because, you know, a lot of people are confused in church and the Lord actually is shedding more light upon the Word of God even unto them. You know, when you listen to my message on the mystery God, you will understand that there are dimensions of God. There is a dimension of God that he has chosen to reveal and a dimension of God that cannot be revealed. And it is only the dimension of God that can be revealed that men can know. That means that no matter the knowledge you have about God, there is still dimensions of God you don't know. In fact, the dimension of God that cannot be revealed, it is bigger than revelation. That realm of God is bigger than revelation. In fact, the word revelation is light. Light is the word revelation. But if you look at light from God, it even has a source. The source of light is called darkness. And darkness, actually, when you look at things from God's perspective, darkness actually becomes the father of light. 
that means that if revelation is light then there is no name for darkness because that darkness is actually what carries what is the it's the custodian of the things that are known to god deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29 somebody should post it here quickly deuteronomy 29 verse 29 Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. Somebody should post the King James Version here. Quickly, good. The word of God said, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So you see, there are things that are revealed. And those things that are revealed are known to us. There are things of God that are not revealed. They are, all, they are known to God himself. In fact, it is that dimension that makes God God. It is that realm that you know where God came from. It is that realm that you know what, is, what the whole creation is about. It is that realm of God that is not known that explains God. But no man has the capacity to know. In fact, it is greater than knowledge. It is greater than revelation. It is greater than wisdom. That realm is higher than light. Oh, Makovasaya. <laughs> so you see, there are things of God that are not revealed. That is why the scripture said that the secret things belong to the Lord our God. So there are things God reveals and there are things God will not reveal. Not that he will not reveal, but it is bigger than the revealing. Are you getting it? It is bigger than revelation. So it can't, like, revelation, it need to depend on that dimension. And many of you think revelation is the greatest thing. So you see how man actually is limited? No matter what you know about God, there is still a dimension of God you don't know. It can't be known. It is bigger than revelation, bigger than wisdom, bigger than creation. It is that realm that makes God God. Somebody asked, where is God? Where did God come from? If you want to know the answer to that question, it is not revealed. It is in that dimension that only God knows. So the word of God said, as the Bible said, it said, the secret of the Lord. The secret of the Lord. I wish I could say something here. Can I say it? Okay, good. The word Lord in that scripture, the word Lord in that Psalm 25 verse 14, the secret of the Lord. That word Lord is the word Yahweh. Yahweh. Which is transliterated into the English as Jehovah. Which is brought into tree as Yehovah. But in Hebrew, it is Yahweh. 
And that word Yahweh is actually the name of God that relates to creation, especially humanity. So write it. The name of God, you see, everything that God has ever created knows God in a special way. The way human beings know God is different from the way trees know God. But they are all aware that there is a creator. So many, many years ago, when a certain man by name Abraham received an instruction from God to sacrifice, to go and make a sacrifice unto God, the man did not know where he was going to get that lamb or sheep to sacrifice unto God. And when the, God, the man took Isaac and, every, and all the things to the mountain of Moriah, the Bible said, Isaac asked the father, he said, Daddy, we have the firewood, we have the fire, everything is here. Where is the lamb that we are going to use to make a sacrifice unto God? And the Bible said, Abraham looked into the eyes of his son and said, The Lord will provide. And immediately Abraham wanted to slaughter his son. The Bible said, and the angel of the Lord appeared and said, Now I know that you fear the Lord. Look on your side. There is a lamb whose horn has been caught in a thicket. Pick that horn, pick that lamb and sacrifice the lamb unto God. Then Abraham said, Now I know that God has provided. From that time he called God Jehovah. So he said, God is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord our provider. So God provided for Abraham that caused Abraham to get a name for God. So there is a name that we know and we give to God based on what he has done for us. Because God gave you a breakthrough, you gave God a name. I be I be that. Because God gave you peace, you said, Because God delivered you from that death, you say, So you give God names based on what He has done for you. What about those people in heaven where breakthroughs are not needed, where sicknesses cannot be, where there is no sickness, where there is nothing that is like on earth? What name would they give to God? Are you getting the picture here? So, that word Lord is actually talking about the relationship between God and creation, especially humanity. It is that dimension of God that its secret is known unto them that fear Him. Because there are a certain dimension of secret in God that cannot be known. But there are certain dimensions of secret in the Lord that is known. Because that word Lord is speaking of Yahweh, God and his relationship with man. And the part of man that searches into the secret of God and make it known to us is the Holy Ghost. That is why the Bible said the deep things of God are made known to us by the Spirit. And the Holy Ghost will cause the deep things in God to be revealed to a man that fears God.
and somebody just asked what does it mean to fear god the bible says that the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom the word of god says that the fear of the lord is to eschew evil The fear of the Lord is to eschew evil. What does it mean to eschew evil? To hate evil. Oh, so beautiful. When you hate evil, you fear God. And it is that personality that God reveals His secrets to. The word of God spoke about Job. The Bible said in the book of Job chapter 2 verse 3, when God was talking to Satan about Job, the Bible said, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without a cause? my god the guy feared god so if you want to know much more about the secrets of god's creation and everything you can read the book of job you will understand that indeed god actually revealed things to job do you know that before genesis chapter 1 verse 1 a certain civilization was there it is known as the pre-adam adamic realm the pre-adamic realm i've actually taught on that before there were people that lived on this earth before adam was was made and it was job that god revealed that secret to why because he feared god and those people are told they, they were not human beings that many of you, once you hear that somebody is not a human being, you think the person is an animal. <laughs> oh, Jesus, may God have mercy on us. Our Sunday school teachers have killed us. So many of you think when you go to heaven, it's only God and angels that are there. And the moment you hear angel, you are thinking of somebody very thick, tall, giant with wings at their back. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That is why, let me tell you, if you are always listening to somebody about God, it is very dangerous. You will never know God. The way God wanted us to know Him, eh? Listen, as I am teaching you right now, God is igniting something inside you so that you can go and hide somewhere fast and pray lord i want to know you more i want to know you more so we have i am building a foundation and that is when god will reveal himself to you the original knowledge of god is called epignosis it is an experiential knowledge where you begin to see god in in reality and at that point you can't forget even normal dreams. Some of you have had dreams when you were five years old. You still remember those dreams. Yes. 
Sometimes when you see somebody's face, no, you, you, you recall that dream you had many, many, many years ago. Just a dream. So all these things I'm teaching you, I am igniting a certain fire inside you to experience God for yourself. And I'm telling you, I have taught here and people have encountered angels are so amazing. Especially school of the prophets. That is how we know God. If you don't encounter God for yourself, there are many things you hear about God that, that will get you confused. You will never know. Sometimes don't you get confused when you hear a pastor say God is this. Another pastor will say directly opposite to what the other one said. Then you don't even know which one to believe. But may God show us mercy and grant us grace in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. This evening I want to talk on something that will take quite some time for us to exhaust. I want to talk about the mystery of altars. The mystery of altars. The mystery of altars. Wow. Many of us have heard altars, 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 altars. And we don't actually know what an altar is. I want to. What have you heard about altars? What do you think an altar is? What do you think an altar is? What is an altar? To your own understanding. Okay, the Kepler said in some sense something fighting against us. Okay. Okay, he said in another sense a platform to make things happen. Okay, that is his understanding. What do you also know? Someone said a sanctuary where you meet with your God. Okay. Who else? Okay, somebody also said a place where worship takes place. Okay. Somebody also said an altar is where divinity meets with humanity. Okay. Theresa also said a place visible or invisible that acts as gateway both good or bad okay someone said a raised area of worship okay Oye said it serves as a gateway to the spirit okay 
Mida said a place of transaction between the physical and spiritual. That's great. That's great. Prince Watch said it is what connects heaven to earth. Okay, that's powerful. Pedro said an altar is a junction where the spiritual and the physical realms interact based on a covenant. That's powerful. That's powerful. Akosia said a place of worship where people can honor God with offerings. I love the answers. Wow. 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 Okay. That is amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. Now, all the answers you have actually given are not wrong. They are actually right. But I want to share more light on the answers you have given so that we can have much more understanding about altars. Are you with me? This evening I'm just going to give introduction and um, I will take in a lot of questions about altars. And God willing, tomorrow I will go deep into the matter of altars. All right. Good. So now, I want you to know this and understand this. The Word of God said in the book of Genesis, chapter 8, verse 20. Genesis chapter 8. When Noah and his wife, his three children and their wives came out of the ark, when the rains and the floods were over, the Bible said the moment Noah came out of the ark, he did something. The Bible said then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took off every clean animal. And of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean beast now when you look at the word altar in the Hebrew it is the word Mizbeak, Mizbeak, and the the root word of the word Mizbeak actually means a sacrifice, a sacrifice, a sacrifice. Somebody said, "What's the spelling? Is it the Mizbeak? It is a Hebrew word." It is M I Z B E A C H, but it's not really an E. It is actually a certain um, letter, but it sounds like A, not E.
all right let me take my time and, and break things down good good now an altar is actually a physical monument or a place of transaction between the physical and the spiritual spheres between the it is a place of transaction between the physical and the spiritual spheres now the word of god said but the moment noah came out of the ark he built an altar unto god and sacrificed a bent offering of clean animals on it unto God have you ever realized that any time the children of God get to a place the first thing they do is to build an altar the first thing the first thing they do is to build an altar And that altar is unto God. Many of you, you know, one I've, I've said this um, part of my life here because of my assignment, my ministerial work. Sometimes I will go and minister at a place, and definitely they will take you to a hotel. That bed that I am going to sleep on. You know, it could be that people have slept on it. Some people have had strange sexual contacts. I don't know whoever slept on that bed. I don't know what is inside that room. It could be that the moment somebody finished doing some Samea Kwabai moves, <laughs> they, they, they just swept the place small and said, Oh, prophet of God, come and sleep here. So, the first thing I do anytime I enter into my hotel room, I will get a corner of that room, stand there, close my eyes, and begin to speak in tongues. And immediately I would look through the entire room and decode any negative spirit that is there that would disturb my communion with God. My wife knows this. Any time, the moment I enter the room now, I'll go and stand at the corner and close my eyes. I would, I would, immediately, I will know whatever is there. I will pray, sanctify the place before I can put my back down and do everything. That is me. But if you are not picking any signal by seeing a vision or something, I'm showing you a secret. That hotel bed you are going to sleep on, it is not your father that made it. <laughs> People have had so many kind of somersaulting activities 
on that bed and you don't know the one that slept on the bed somebody has done for girls somebody has done this and the for girls that they did the uefa champions league was played on that bed and you want to sleep on the bed and see angels <laughs> so you see they mock the first thing i do especially when i am moving to a new apartment i would have to go to the place and survey the environment i would take a bottle of oil enter the place sprinkle pray raise an altar in the room before i bring my stuffs inside learn this then it will help you do you know what i'm trying to do because every place i am going has an atmosphere that influences and controls if you don't learn this you go and subject yourself under the controlling power of a certain atmosphere so there are certain rooms hotel rooms you went there to just prepare for a program but the moment you end you enter the room and you sleep on the bed last four thoughts begin to hit your minds And I've seen a lot of men of God who are falling due to this. They did not know. They entered the room, they just placed their bags down, they slept on the bed, not knowing that there was a set, there are spirits. Me, I have entered the hotel room when I entered oh, Jesus Christ. The things I saw, I knew that some people came to have sex and they left. Because the spirits that I saw hovering, they were hanging on the ceiling had to drive all of them out before I could put down my, 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 my bag these spirits you will not know you just put your bag down and sleep they will come close to you and start putting certain negative thoughts in your mind by the time you realize the person that the pastor who invited you sent to come and deliver a message to you and give you some water and drinks you would force the person to sleep with the person because spirits in the room are trying to control you sometimes you see a man of god that is very good he will go to a place to minister and later you hear a bad story about him that this and this happened though hmm, you don't know what happened the man of god will be in the room he'll be calling people from the church to meet him in the hotel room some of them it is not them spirits are controlling them so listen to me i'm going to show you how to raise an altar but i'm starting from the scratch to let you understand that life is spiritual and an altar is a physical monument or a place of transaction between the physical and the spiritual spheres the word of god said god appeared to abraham and said to him get out of your kindred from your family from your country and go to the land that i the lord will show you 
then Abraham journeyed and journeyed and journeyed and journeyed and the moment he got to the land when God said this is the place I am going to give to you and your descendants the first thing Abraham did was that he raised an altar unto God Genesis chapter 12 verse 8 Genesis chapter 12 verse 8 the word of God said and he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent having Bethel from verse 7 you see the Bible said and the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said on unto thy seed will I give this land and there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him the moment God appeared unto him and said I am going to give this land to you and your children and their children's children the moment the guy woke up he built an altar unto God listen to me that altar was going to be a place of encounter between Abraham and God so it can happen that any time it looks like what God said I will give this land to your children is not trying to come to pass Abraham can go straight to the altar and make a sacrifice and it will bring God's mind back to his covenant because all tests don't forget write it down one of the most accurate things that can persist from one generation to the other and can be present for millions of years and execute its agenda accordingly is an altar it will never forget now when you meet a fetish priest sometimes you can beat the fetish priest outside in a bus you can beat the fetish priest but the moment the fetish priest says okay wait we shall see and he enters into his place where he has altars he can now call on the spirit that he's working with And then they will start to act. I want you to listen to this carefully, what I'm about to say. Altars are not only things that cannot be moved. There are mobile altars. Anything that can connect the physical to the spiritual realm is an altar. So there are people, they will put you can see somebody walking about with cowries that they have put it on a certain rope the person can put it around the waist they know what they are doing so you can see a fetish priest they have dreadlocks and on the dreadlocks they have cowries there you might think it is for fun the spirit that that fetish priest is working with has told that fetish priest 
put on calories and anytime you want me to manifest for you touch it three times so that thing you are seeing there is not for life it is an altar he can touch it and the spirit will manifest it is what connects the man to the spirit that is why i keep telling you this that if you are here you love to put on anklet be very be very careful i'm not saying it is bad but you know <laughs> i have a certain understanding that i wish you could have it will help you yes some people have bracelets on their wrist it is not just for fun some of us put it on our wrist for fun but some of them they know what it means i'm telling you when they are in accident when a, the car they are in is about to get an accident they can touch it and disappear that is not a bracelet it is an altar it connects them to the spirit because there is a spirit on that thing that we call bracelet there is a spirit on it how come the bible said handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from the body of paul and when they were placed on sick people they recovered it is not a handkerchief it is an altar because it is actually giving an expression to the work of a spirit i'm opening your eyes so that you will not think that altar is only when you have gathered stones So that you know how easy it is to create an altar good now with this little understanding yes people understand altars i want to i want to open your eyes listen share, share, share. in the times of old the people that lived they lived their lives according to altars they lived their lives according to altars wherever they go they build an altar you cannot kill them like that they are living life from the altar so if they say that this place there is no water the altar is speaking something different you can go and stay in a certain neighborhood everybody there is a vagabond all the children they are vagabonds but when you enter the place you can say lord i raise an altar here my children will never be vagabond if you don't do that that controlling spirit will rule over your own children because there is an altar there the only thing that can fight an altar is another altar that is stronger this at the back of your mind some of you don't even know how your fornication started you you just you just don't know how this kind of lust began to move in you i want you to know this there are human beings that are walking altars because they give expression to spirits human beings and you know god actually made us to be altars (laughs) i will explain what i mean that is what the bible said present your bodies as living sacrifice unto god a sacrifice is what makes an altar strong 
So once you present your body to God, you become strong. Because you are an altar. So as an altar, spirits are aware that your human body is like an altar. That is why they are always trying to have a covenant with you. Let me start giving you the anatomy and physiology of altars. Now, I am walking to a place like a man like Moses. He has gone to kill somebody. He thought nobody saw it. The next day, two people were fighting and he wanted to separate them. One said, hey, you think you want to come? You can come and kill us like the way you killed this man yesterday. Then the guy realized that no, that thing I did, I thought I was the only one that knew it. Not knowing some people are aware, let me run away, else they'll come and beat me. When the guy ran away, he went to stay somewhere for 40 years. And the Bible said one day, once he was walking in the wilderness, he saw a certain bush that was on fire. The bush was burning, but it was not consumed. And a voice came out of it and said Moses 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 remove your sandals for that that place where you stand is a holy place he removed the sandals and said who art thou and the voice began to speak I am sending you back to Egypt this and this and this and this to go and set my people free and Moses said when I go what should I tell them for them to know that you sent me And the voice said, when you go, tell them that I am. And he said, at least give me a sign so that the people will believe. Then the voice said to Moses, what is in your hand? Moses said, a rod. He said, put it on the floor. He placed it on the floor and the Bible said, it turned to a serpent. And the voice said, pick it by detail. And he picked it. And the moment he picked the thing, it turned to a rod again. And the Lord said, this is the sign I have given you. Go and set my people free. At that point in time, that rod that was in the hand of Moses was not just a rod. A spirit has alighted upon it. So God entered into a covenant with a people. As I am walking, I can meet a certain spirit that wants to have a covenant with me and work and partner with me. The moment I enter into that agreement with that spirit, because it is a spirit and does not live in my realm, I can build a place for that spirit. So anytime I want to communicate with that spirit, I can make call the spirit for it to appear on that place so that place where the spirit will appear for me to have my communion with it is the place called an altar even in churches when we enter into a church building you can see that there is an elevated place at the top where sometimes some of the pastors do sit and we call that part an altar. 
So an altar is a place that a human being will build to have an encounter with a spirit that he has a covenant with. So before an altar is built, a covenant must first be created. Write it down. Before an altar is built, a covenant must first be created. So an altar is actually the dealings of a man with a spirit based on the covenant that is between them. So you see, when God entered into a covenant with Israel, he made them build something called the Ark of the Covenant. So the Ark of the Covenant was actually an altar that connected the people of Israel to God. And anytime they wanted to encounter God, they go straight into where that Ark is. And that is when God appears on that Ark of the Covenant for them to talk to Him. And it was only the high priest that was talking to God. Are you with me? So God was there, but the covenant He had with the children of Israel, they built an altar so that God can come upon the altar and speak with them. Now, let me give you a few characteristics of altars. Characteristics of altars. The first characteristic of an altar is that every altar has a name. Write it down. Every altar has a name. Genesis chapter 35. Genesis chapter 35. Verse 7. Genesis chapter 35 verse 7. The Bible said, And he built there an altar and called the, the place El Bethel, because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. He built an altar and called the name of that place that he built the altar, El Bethel. You remember a time came when the children of Israel were on a journey for a battle at a place called Mizpah. The word of God said, In 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 12, the Bible said, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto had the Lord helped us. So Samuel took a stone and he placed the stone between Mizpah and Shen and called the name of the stone Ebenezer. Ebenezer. 
which means that is how far the Lord has brought us. So anytime somebody comes across this stone, it is a sign of gratefulness unto God. And it is an altar. So Ebenezer is an altar. Bethel is an altar. Every altar has a name. And the name of an altar is dependent on the covenant that a person has with the spirit. The name of an altar is dependent on the covenant that a person has with the spirit. So every altar has a name. I'm just giving the characteristics. I will start diving very deep soon. Every altar has a name. Abraham encountered God. Don't say that land that you are sleeping on. I'm going to give it to your children's children. The moment the guy woke up from that encounter, he built an altar. He said, there is a covenant that the Lord has entered with me right now. So I'm building an altar. And many, many years ago, after Abraham died, his grandson called Jacob, after he stole his brother's blessing, and his brother was after him he ran away and when he ran away he went to the same land that his grandfather encountered god that god said he was going to give to his children and their children's children he did not know he picked one of the stones that was used to build the altar and he slept on it and he had a dream and in the dream there was a ladder that was moving from the earth where he was standing to heaven and God spoke and said, that land that you are lying on, I am going to give it to your children's children. He woke up and said, Kai. And the moment he woke up, he said, so God was here and I did not know. He also built an altar. Can I open your eyes on something? The day God speaks to your life, I'm going to do this for you. Don't just say amen and go. Listen to this, I'm showing you a secret. Don't just say amen. Build an altar. Hmm. You will not understand. That's what there are many people, they, 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 anytime they receive prophecy, they will release a sacrifice. Anytime they receive a prophecy, they will release a sacrifice. People think they are just you don't know, and I've realized that almost all the people, almost all the people that give sacrifices into prophetic words get their prophecies manifesting quickly. I'm showing you how a spiritual life is lived.
I want you to know this. It is very dangerous as somebody born to this earth not to have an altar. It is extremely dangerous. So listen to what I'm about to say. Eh? If you want to have a consistent life, an altar must be built. Else you will live your life by chance. Anything just happens. Good, evil, you don't know certainty. If you want to have a consistent kind of life spiritually, build an altar because altars don't forget. I'm telling you. And I told you, altars are not only physical monuments that are immovable. There are movable altars, including you, your body. Your body is an altar. And I told you that altars are places where spirits and the physical meet. So as you are walking here right now, the Holy Ghost is inside you because you are an altar. He is a spirit inside you. He wants to have a touch on the physical realm. That is why he has been sent into your body. But the thing is, any spirit that is on an altar, if you don't sacrifice on that altar, the spirit will leave. Because it is sacrifices that strengthen covenants. That is why even the Ark of the Covenant where the high priest was going to meet the Lord God Almighty, they have to first sprinkle the blood of a lamp on it. It is a form of sacrifice before they recite words and the light of God will appear among the cherubim. And they can now speak to God. Listen to me. I have seen human beings who are altars of lust. Every part of them manifests lustful spirits. When they look at you with their eyes, you can see lust seriously in their eyes. When they touch you with their hand, the way they would do themselves, they are actually portraying a certain spirit. They are altars. A lot of human beings are walking around, they are altars of certain spirits. And you, you are walking about without any altar. You are going for an interview. The people you are going to have the interview with, they woke up sacrificing on altars before coming. You just got up and you, you, do, you did makeup. You are going to sit in front of the panel. They said they are going to admit only 50 people. You are about 5,000. And you are doing only makeup. Be there. About 80 of them too, they are serving Buddha. Do you know what they did? They woke up. They sacrificed. We speak about matters like this and people don't want to understand. Okay, you go and you will fail and come. And you say, God, why? You are asking God. You live your life anyhow, but when you want admission to school, you want to do quick prayer for God to rise up and work for you. It's a lie. It will never happen. It will never happen. Don't do this. You do the same thing. But when you need favor from somebody, you are now warring prophets. That is why we can pray for you as though it will not work.
if you don't have an altar, you are very light in the spirit realm. I have seen people who are altars unto certain spirits. They, they eat, they drink blood, raw blood, raw. Who say a conform dorsal? And some of these are conform. They have spirits. When you go to their um, shrine, they have. You see some of those things. They have carved images. It is not just a normal image, Kekeu. That is an altar. So when they want to hear, it's a dorsal, a bear ten. All those ten things. They know what to do to that thing, and when they bring their ears close, they can listen to what that spirit is saying. It is a home home and casano. So, I'm a person who is not a person who is 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 a I'm telling you. So that thing becomes like, you see, some people are, let's say, there is a human being and they are trying to snatch the soul of the person. They are in to death, but the physical body is lying down there in coma. The a pastor can use the physical body as a means to call the soul back. It, when the soul is at that realm, the soul can detect that they are calling me and can quickly run into the body. It is actually based on the power of the one that is ministering to the body. Because if the spirit that is snatching the soul is stronger than the anointing that is calling the soul back into the body, it will not work. These things are altars. Don't joke with altars. And I told you, altars don't forget. They are aware of this. They quickly build altars. See, I build the altar. They are aware of this. different town. He's trying to find a place at Obitimakushia normal too. Before the people be crumpled in the bag, they understand. They understand. Because baby Awudi Kambano, there is already a territorial spirit ruling over that place. Until when you come to Cape Coast, for instance, they have there's spirits that fight against children. This is the same place too that education started in Ghana. But come and see the children walking about. They can't go to school. They have turned to thieves, stealing things. The same place where education started because spirits are ruling. It was one You need to battle with that kind of altar. Build your own and keep sacrificing on that altar. The word of God said, Job. Even when his children go out to play, he, will, he has an altar in his house. He will sacrifice on the altar and say, God, I don't know what my children are going out to do. But please, as I sacrifice on this altar, have mercy upon them. By reason of this sacrifice, shield them and cover them. And there is no way the enemy can touch them. 
you build an altar and you 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 connect the destinies of your children to that altar and say lord none of my children will become a vagabond none of my children will fail hey, no matter how they get a bad friend he will not tend to a bad son he will never tend to a bad lady my daughters will become virgins till they marry some of us don't even know these things our mothers did not know you are the one getting to know of this do this for your generation build an altar for yourself and your next generation so i said every altar has a name the name of the altar the name of that altar is derived from the covenant that is between the spirit and that personality so i know fetish priests they have altars their body actually is an altar so just unlike some fetish priests that you can enter into their shrine some some of the fetish priests don't have shrines it is their body that is the shrine so if they want to kill a goat or a, a chicken and pour the blood at a place they will drink the blood into their bodies because the body now is the they can pour the blood in their bodies in their head and drink some and the more they do that it looks like a certain some strength power has fallen upon them they can do strange things because at that point it is you are calling the spirit every altar and what it feeds on every altar and what it feeds on because the spirit that is in charge or standing between you and the earth realm standing upon that altar is the one that will show you what it likes that is why there is a saying that comfort person so you can see a young girl was walking about i heard the story of a young lady in a house they went to the farm the mother finished within 10 10 backwards the child was nowhere to be found not knowing dwarfs had come to pick the child the lady's mother was a fetish priestess so the mother was actually the one supposed to be the next one but she decided not to do so that those dwarfs were looking for the, the the daughter of that woman and the day they went to the farm they took the woman up the, the child away two-year-old child they took the child away they took the child into a deep forest and they began to show the child things the child was seated there they were dancing around the child they took the child into the realm of world and they showed the child what they want this 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 after four years getting to five years they were there when the child entered their house with dreadlocks dreadlocks with calories everywhere they train the child anytime you want us to come get banana do this do this do this and mention this this we will come if you are going to have an accident and you want to disappear we are going to give you a certain bansre put it around your waist 
when the car is about to somersault, mention this name three times. Pa, pa, pa. We will come there immediately and snatch you from that accident. There are many people working on this, and we are working with them. They have things around their waist we don't even know. You think when people get accident, is everybody that will die? <laughs> that thing has become an altar they are telling the child eh, if you want if you want to call us use this so that thing they are giving the child to use is actually the altar it is what is linking the child to the spirits but they said for that thing to be active so that anytime you pick it, it, it if, if you want it to work then on the every two months kill a hen and sprinkle the blood of the hen on that bansri I've given you every two months. If you fail to do it, when you call us, we will not come. So the sacrifice of the child upon that thing is actually what causes the covenant between these dwarfs and the child to be strong. So that anytime they call, the child calls the work up here. Listen, there are people who are actually altars of lust. So the more they keep having sex with people, the more they strengthen themselves. I'm telling you. There are people, they have released spirits of fornication and lust on them. So as they are walking, they are sleeping with just everybody. Well, do you know what they are doing? They are feeding that spirit. Today I'm just giving the introduction. God willing, tomorrow, eh? Azum zwaku atasai. Listen, all tests are powerful. All tests are powerful based on the covenant that is upon them. Let me just say this one too. I told you that your body is an altar. And the Bible said, Abraham built the altar unto God. So any altar is built unto a spirit. Any altar is built by a man onto a spirit to execute a particular purpose. And altars have their names. So there are certain altars in witchcraft covens that they destroy only wombs on them. I would dare any asylum. So once they pick your womb and they place it on that altar, there is a spirit that will destroy the womb to a point where there will be no child. There are altars in witchcraft covens. All they do is that they take wedding gowns and they bend them on that altar. That means your marriage has totally been destroyed. They have different kind of altars and what it does. So there are spirits that fight only marriages. Once your, the wedding gown is bent, even if you are married for 50 years, the spirit on which they bent that wedding gown upon will be released to your family. 
then he will start causing issues. That means divorce will start. Altes. 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 The moment a spirit comes upon a physical thing based on an invite by a man, that thing becomes an altar. So I can pick my handkerchief and say, Lord, today I enter into a covenant with you. Let this handkerchief cease to be a normal handkerchief. Any time I place this handkerchief on a sick person, let that person be healed. Based on my covenant with God, from that time, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon that handkerchief. It ceases to be a handkerchief. It has now become an altar. So you see, it is very easy to build altars, but the most difficult part of altars is how to sustain altars by sacrifice. Because altars, another, the second characteristic of an altar is that an altar can be strong or weak. An altar can be strong or weak. There are things that weaken altars and there are things that strengthen altars. When you read the book of Exodus chapter 20 verse 25 Exodus chapter 20 verse 25 the word of God said there is God speaking he said if thou would make me an altar of stone thou shalt not build it of hewn stone for if thou lift up thy tool upon it thou hast polluted it so you see God was actually speaking to the Israelites and he said if you want to build me an altar of stone don't use the hewn stone <laughs> so it is every spirit that will tell you the ingredients and the, the, the things that you will use to build the altar for it to alight upon it. So God said, if you want to build unto me an altar of stones, then don't use the hewn stone. Because if you do that, you have polluted it. I will not come upon it. So the question is, if your body is an altar, then there are things that will weaken your body. And when that thing is weakened, that thing weakens your body, God said you have polluted that body. One of the things that pollutes the body as an altar is fornication. Hey! 
That is why Paul he begged. Paul he begged though. He begged. He knows what fornication can do to the human body. So he begged. He said, Brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies as living sacrifices unto God. He was begging. Do you know what? When a man builds an altar with his body, because your body is an altar, that body as an altar must receive fire that continue to burn, continue to burn. And the more the fire burns on that altar, the more the covenant of God with you becomes strong, and the more you begin to see victory in your life. But there are things that will quench that fire. God says, don't fornicate. He knows the reason why he's saying that. You might not know the full, full, full thing that God is talking about. But once you fornicate, it's like you have poured water on the fire that is burning. Look at what he said in Leviticus chapter 6 verse 13. Leviticus chapter 6 verse 13. He said, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. The fire should not go out. Because if the fire goes out, it means that there is no covenant again. And at that point, that altar has become weak. And it will not function. So what causes altars to be strong are actually the sacrifices. So I said the first characteristic of an altar is what? What did I say? The first characteristic of an altar. Every altar has a name. Good. And the second? And I said the second, altars can be weak or strong. Good. So, can I say something here? good you know your body is like an altar and the sacrifice that you give is your willingness you give your will to god and the moment you give your sacrifice in the times of old that is how sacrifices were received by god when a person builds an altar they used to build altars with stones um wood a whole lot but mostly with stones they can you know arrange stones and maybe put a lamb that has been killed on the stone then when they put the lamb that has been killed on the stone and they lift their hands and say god upon this altar i make this sacrifice to you if god will receive that sacrifice what will happen is that fire will come from above and consume the sacrifice on the altar when we read the book of Judges chapter 6 verse 11 to 32 when the Bible spoke of a young man by name Gideon when the time came when the Midianites were ruling over the Israelites the Bible said an angel of the Lord visited a young man called Gideon in his farm because at that time when the Midianites see an Israelite having a farm they will wait for the Israelite to 
get to a point where he's about to harvest all things, then they will come and carry everything to media. So Gideon was hiding, trying to make sure that nobody catches him, that he's building, he's planning, he's, he's actually you know, having a farm. Then the Bible said one time, once the guy was in his farm and there was a rock close to the farm, he saw that a certain personality was sitting on the rock. And the personality said, Hello, thou mighty man of valor. And the Bible said, Gideon looked at him and said, Hey, me, mighty man, I am the least in my father's household. How can I be mighty? Then he said, God is sending you to go and set the Israelites free from the Midianites. He said, how can this be? I can't do this. He said, the sword in your hand. God is going to use that sword to set the Israelites free. Then he said, okay, if God is saying this through you, then um, will you wait for me here? Let me go and bring my present before you because you have given me a word from God. I need to give you a present. So let me go to my room and give you a present. So the angel said, he did not know that this one was an angel. So the angel said, okay, I am waiting here. Go and bring it. So the Bible said that Gideon went to his room, prepared a cake and a, a lamb and brought everything before the angel and the angel said put it on the rock the bible said the moment gideon placed the things that he has prepared upon the rock the bible said that the angel of the lord was having a certain rod in his hand the angel stretched forth the rod upon that particular he stretched forth the, the rod upon the things that Gideon has brought. And the Bible said, immediately fire came out of the rock and consumed the things that Gideon brought. Wow. And the moment the thing was consumed, the Bible said, the angel climbed through the smoke that were going up to heaven and he entered through the smoke and disappeared from the sight of Gideon then the Bible said Gideon said wow I have seen the Lord God Almighty so you see the way that God was accepting sacrifices was that fire supernatural fire will come and consume and every every sacrifice on an altar so you your body is an altar you presenting your soul and your will to God and your entire body also is a sacrifice on that altar then the fire that must burn those things and release the smoke to God is the Holy Ghost inside your body that is why the Holy Ghost your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost so when the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost is like the fire that is supposed to burn your body which is a sacrifice unto God but that fire you can quench it that is why when the Holy Ghost says that don't fornicate and you fornicate there is something you do to the Holy Ghost it is called grieving the Holy Spirit you grieve him you grieve the Holy Ghost because he is the fire that is supposed to burn on your altar. So for the fire to continually burn, he will tell you, pray from two, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Pray from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Fast for 15 days. Do 
this for this. Sit down and study the word of God for three days. Do this, do this. All that he's showing you is for the fire to continually burn on that altar. The moment the fire begins to quench, the altar grows weak and witchcraft manipulations can get you. Demonic assault can come to you. When he wants you to fire prayer and, and fast and quit sleep for some time, he's preparing the altar. He's causing the fire to be strong upon that altar. But if we decide not to do what he wants us to do, we actually quench the spirit and we also cause him to be grieved. And that is when the altar becomes so weak and when the altar becomes weak there is a certain altar if that altar is fighting against you so you see some some of you there are witches fighting against your marriages and those witches have sacrificed their own children's academic Knowledge You enter into a relationship, you sleep with a guy, you enter into this, you sleep with this guy, you are quenching the fire on your altar. Your altar is not strong. So any other altar that sacrifices upon will rise against you. The only way God wants you to secure your finances is by your tithe, by your sowing of seeds, and is by your giving. That is why things are not working. All these things are sacrifices on altars. There are people, there are things, there are spirits that fight against finances. Every year, you Every year, you come I told you every altar has a name so there's an altar in your family that has they have named it divorce and destruction of marriages once they sacrifice on that altar i'm telling you the altar will never forget to execute its assignment you need to also have an altar that is so strong and stronger than that evil altar in order to conquer because altars fight against altars i'm telling you Altars, they fight against, they are strong, so they don't fight against any other thing but other altars. That is what the Bible said when they took the Ark of the Covenant, which was the altar that the Israelites were actually talking to God upon. They took it and took it into a certain city and they placed it before another altar called Dagon. <laughs> but when the, the Bible said the next morning when they came, Dagon was, was kneeling in front of the altar the ark of the covenant they placed dagon there well the next day when they came dagon was still kneeling bowing down to the altar of god ah the third time god when they came the that that monument called dagon was broken into pieces and they realized that the altar of god is stronger than the altar of the enemy because the children of israel were always sacrificing blood upon it Listen, be no moja, moja na one no mano. Hong Hong be tinimu, the nipper diana ba bed than the altar. It will be moja no gunimu, a home be nenum. 
morning so that people they kill without thinking about it they have knives they can stab people shoot people they don't think because the spirits in them when they are about to go to work nonsense like that they they can they can die. things are going on in this world may the lord open our eyes may god cause us to understand the potency of altars that we shall not belittle the powers of altars that we shall conquer in this life listen you want your business to flourish build an altar for it and if you build an altar for your business make sure you sacrifice on that altar based on the covenant you have with god some of you told god god when you give me admission to the university i will give you this amount of money i will support your kingdom once you got the opportunity to the invest you have forgotten you know what you are doing it's a dangerous thing it's a dangerous thing anytime you build an altar you have a covenant with God once you keep sacrificing on that altar and you move away from what the altar doesn't like you push the hand of God to a point where it cannot withdraw from helping you some of you are praying and fasting but still you are fornicating that is why what you are looking for is not coming you can come and say, but I've fasted, I've prayed, sir. Why didn't you say, but I also fornicated? That one you don't want to mention. You are quenching the fire on the altar. I'm telling you. So some of you, the reason why you are not seeing what you are seeing, but, but you are still fasting and praying is because you have done something that the altar doesn't like. May God have mercy on us and keep all of us strong and open our eyes to understand the potency even of all this. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Alright, God bless you. This evening was just an introduction. So let me just take two questions. We have five minutes. We have five minutes for this session to end. Let me take two questions and um, God willing, tomorrow we'll talk about altars in details i'm telling you you'll be so shocked you will build an altar you yourself you will build an altar somebody said are there angels that guard altars it depends on the covenant yes anytime a man builds an altar and that altar is like standing in for a covenant between the man and god god will send an angel to make sure that everything that must be done for that man will be executed by his angel Yes, so there's always an angel in charge of an altar that a man has built with God. So when you go to churches, especially when you come to Eagles Mountain International, our altar is called the altar of victory. There are two strange angels that stand at each side. Anytime we are having, anytime. So we built an altar in a particular room. When the children enter the room, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When we're having church service in classroom, before we started the church service i went there i prayed with the people we poured oil there we made an altar over there and from that time when the children that are in that classroom sit to learn i got a certain um testimony from their madam it was strange it was strange and when we left the classroom one of my sons also started a ministry there and the way god is doing amazing things over there 
the altar is still at work. Altars don't forget. The same way Abraham built an altar, he died. And his grandchild, Jacob, came to sleep at that same place and he saw God there. Altars don't forget. Someone said, please, if you do not have an altar, can you sacrifice on your spiritual father's altar? You can't, but you need an altar of your own. You can connect to altars. You can join. You can become a partner of an altar, but you need an altar of your own. That is why if you are part of the Covenant Partners of Eagles Mountain International and Seth Owusu Ministries, you know you are partaking of the covenant which is upon the altar of victory. And definitely you will walk in every blessing that the Lord has placed upon that altar. Alright. Somebody said, Papa, please, how do you personally build an altar and how is it sustained? I will teach on this tomorrow. I'll teach on this tomorrow because that one we need to start breaking things down one by one one by i can't quickly say it you will never see the value of it until i break things down gradually for you to understand by the end of tomorrow everybody will know how to build an altar and i'll show you all right somebody said papa how do you revive a dead altar it is by renewing your vows Someone said, please, can you sacrifice anything on an altar? No. It depends on the spirit that you have entered into a covenant with. So if it is God, then you need to know the kind of sacrifice to give to God. You know that there are sacrifices that honor God and sacrifices that dishonor Him. So no one honors God and sacrifice on it. So you cannot just sacrifice anything, Keke. Someone said, please, how do you make a covenant? How do you go about it? We have so many kinds of covenant. That is why I said I will teach on it tomorrow. So we we'll first talk about the covenant, then we we'll now link it to the altars. Then you we'll know how to. We have verbal covenants that you can talk about it. That you can just speak it. Is it this, this, this? There are instances too that you can use to create a covenant. Because I've seen ladies eh. And when they got so depressed in their period of menstruation, they sat in their blood and they cursed the people. Do you know what they have done? They have entered into a covenant with another spirit. I'm telling you, the guy is in trouble. <laughs> I just will share altar be and who didn't change that altar and sign with me. I'm telling you, it is a covenant right there. So you can pick circumstances to create an altar, like to make a covenant with a spirit. Then you create an altar for it. You get it? When they do that, one more yeah, almost a fabo. Anytime the person sees that stone, it is an altar that will still speak against Kwame for causing Ajwa to do more abortions and still dumping her. The Lord bless you all and keep you strong. God willing, tomorrow I will explain deeper things about covenants and link it to how to make an altar. The Lord bless you. 
and keep you all strong. Exactly 12 a.m. We are going to meet right here for priesthood time. So don't miss it. Exactly 12 a.m. We are going to meet here for priesthood. Somebody say, Daddy, please, I want to be part of the covenant partners. All right, God bless you. Send me a text on WhatsApp. I'll add you to the WhatsApp page um, of the covenant partners and we will take it from there. The Lord bless you all and keep you strong. I will upload the message right after here. So if you want to download it, you can. Shalom. Bye-bye.